What's up? What is up? Welcome to episode 66. I'm pumped up. I hope you're in a good mood. I hope you are having a good day uh, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, If not, you're about to be uh, amped up because I am. I'm pumped up. I'm in a classroom right now. I'm ready to learn. I'm ready to learn. If you're watching this on YouTube, you'll notice that I'm in a classroom. And I'm, I'm sitting in the front row too because that's what kind of student I was. I was a front row student raising my hand asking questions. And then I realized a month in it just wasn't for me, so I checked out. Some of y'all are in the back row, back row students, and they always like, oh man, they're the ones that are going to drop out. They're the ones that are not going to do anything with their lives. Now, the people in the back rows, most of them are going to end up going through college for four years, realize that they didn't even want to do the degree that they had. They were just going to it because everybody else was. <laughs> no, front row students. I was one, and I am today, sitting and asking questions, raising my hand, and I am, I'm pumped up. I'm here at CCA. I know I've talked about it a little bit, but I haven't really gotten to a lot of big details, I don't think, but uh, if I did, guess what? You're going to be you know, getting a little bit of insight of what's going on because you're learning with me. I didn't even know CCA was a thing. It's called Christian Comedy Association. I do, it's a complete God thing. I moved to Phoenix, didn't know what was going to happen. I met, I met this man, and uh, he told me, hey, man, what's up? How's it going? You know, and then we were both Christians. We both hit it off. He goes, hey, man, I, we, there's this thing called CCA. Would you like to come? It's uh, uh, during the, uh, uh, it's, it's coming up. Would you like to be a part of it? I'm like, say less. I'm going to be there. I, and I know I'm using a lot more slang than I usually do. Say less, Riz. It's because I'm catching them up. Uh, if you haven't noticed already that CCA's not, there's not a lot of young people in it. Uh, that's one thing that you'll really notice about it. And I, I'm, am, I'm pumped up about it because I want uh, it, it, it. A lot of people will be like, oh man, you're just around old people all the time. That's not fun. What do you mean? I'm getting all the knowledge. I, I like it. I love it. And they love it too. And so I, I was, I'm learning a lot of slang or I'm, I might have a, I might drop a little bit more slang than I usually do because last night I was with, uh, I'm in an Airbnb with a, a couple of the guys that I came down here with and, uh, they're in their fifties. And, uh, so I was teaching them about some of the slang terms or the, you know, stuff that, uh, that my generation talks about, you know, Riz game and, you know, saying say less, like my sister in a sorority and, excuse me, I know you just got that all in the ear, but it was coming up. I couldn't hold it down and I just have to let it out sometimes. So, uh, hopefully, um, man, Hopefully you enjoyed it. The headphones weren't up too loud, but uh, I, I uh, apologize. I should have been more polite and just burped a little bit. To the, but it is what it is. That threw me off. But yeah, I was teaching them about a, uh, you know, different slang, different stuff. And so if I drop a little bit more uh, terms, uh, it's uh, it's because of that. We were we were up until three in the morning, and now I have a bunch of old people saying no cap as they walk in through the doors. You know, coming to church today on Sunday, they're they're walking in. They're like, "Oh, hey, how's it going? I'm doing good. No cap, no cap." Well, how do you? What's that mean? Oh, well, <laughs> Dawson told me uh, these young kids, man, they uh, 
they have these these words, and so I'm trying to be like them. Now that they're they're um they're older, and when I mean older, a lot of them didn't even ask me what my name was immediately right out the gate. They asked me who I voted for, and that's how you could really tell the age of a person is when they don't even want to know your name. They just want to know what political stand that you have oh hey how's it going what's uh oh hey what's your name oh john oh hey john uh my name is oh who did i vote for that's how it is that's how you can tell of the age group around they don't even ask your name they just want to know who you voted for that's the first thing right out the gate and uh so which is fun uh but yeah i'm around a lot of older people seasoned people comics have been doing it 30 plus years and it's awesome to get that knowledge I love it. I love being around it, and I'm I'm pumped to be here, man. I'm really, I'm just so, I'm so excited. I really am, and just, I don't know. I'm such in a good mood. I want to go to uh, be in, the, you know, the drive-through where you pay for the person behind you. I just want to go start that. I don't know who starts it, but I think whoever does start it, they have to be in the mood that I'm in. Just such a good mood. You go up in the drive-through, and you're like, hey, I want to pay for the person behind me. Can I do that? That's what kind of mood I'm in right now. I, I don't know. I don't have a lot of money, but I kind of want to go to a furniture store and be like, hey, he, oh, he's getting that couch? Well, guess what? I want to pay for the person behind me. My bill's $1,500, but guess what? I'm in that good of a mood. I don't even know if they do that at all stores, but that would be very interesting if paying for the person behind you at different stores, at like at furniture stores uh, or at the movies. I think they. I mean, I think the movies would be a good place to do it, um, or at a car dealership, paying for the person behind you at a car dealership. That would be sick. Oh, dude, I, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna get this car right here. Also, oh, the person behind me. They want. I'm gonna pay for the person behind me. I'm gonna take their bill as well. That's what kind of mood I'm in. No matter where I go, I will pay for the person behind me. Uh, no matter how much debt it will make me in, because all my debt. Uh, it's been forgiven uh, by the grace of God, baby. Oh man, I'm such in a good mood. Being in a good environment, I think, is what changed what has changed the game. Being in a really, really good environment, and what I mean by that is just that's why I know in the Bible it says, "Hey, choose community." You know, being community, it's community is very, very important. You can't do Christianity alone. You can't. You can't do Christianity alone. Uh, I I was the one that I've been trying to go down that or I've tried to go down that route. Whenever I first got saved, oh, I can read on my own. I can pray on my own. You know, no, you can't. It's hard. It's way too difficult. And it's honestly impossible. And being in a good environment has just changed everything. Because, um, you know, God has blessed me immensely uh, with a lot of things and just helping me out and putting me around the gr- uh, great people. Um, but you know, Satan, he's there too. He's just, he's just there right around the corner trying to tear everything up, trying to tear everything down. And, um, it's difficult because the apartment complex I live in, I've talked about it a little bit. It's, it's not the best place. It's not, you feel like you always have to like look behind you and, um, it's, it's just tough. And then taking the bus and all those things, it really mentally wears you down and then I, you know, going up on stage and I want to glorify God to the best of my abilities and, you know, be at this positive attitude. And it's just so, so hard whenever, you know, you're around these negative environments. But I'm about to have a filled up tank. I mean, I got a full week ahead of me of the CCA and it's just us encouraging one another. Also, we're all comedians. 
we're not just cr- Christians. We're all comedians. And a lot, of, I mean, most of all these guys are, you know, going around, touring around, seasoned comedians. I mean, one guy I talked to met, I mean, <laughs> one guy I talked to, you know, he was talking about how he met and talked with a lot of the other guys that I look, I mean, I looked up to and I study for my comedy. I'm like, tell me more about their stories. Oh, what was it like meeting them? Oh, dude, they're super cool, man. I performed with them on this stage and whatever. I'm like, I'm in heaven right now. I'm in, I mean, I'm heaven on earth. This is my heaven on earth right now. And so I hope everybody's having a good week. And um, if you're not, I'm praying for you. I get it, you know, but you keep, keep staying. What I'm saying is, is keep staying in there. Just keep leaning on Jesus. Keep leaning on God. And there's, there's some, there's going to be good ahead. There's not, there's going to be good ahead. He didn't promise us good all the time, but man, when God is good in the bad, but when he's good in the good, when he's, when he's better and already the good, oh, it just, it hits different. It does. When when God is better in the already good, I'm like, I feel like I'm in a dream. I'm in the matrix. I'm like, what what happened? <laughs> I don't I don't deserve this. I'm I'm garbage as as a as a human being. I mean, I know I'm made in the image of God, but I mean I'm i I'm a sinful person. I don't deserve these things. And God just comes through, you know, in the already, you know, okay state. I'm like, man, I'm I'm doing pretty good right now. Thank you, God. And he just boom, add some more on you. You know, like you you get, you find a, you find a 20, in your, let's say for example, you find a 20 in your pocket. You know, you just did laundry, you find a 20, and then all of a sudden, someone just randomly comes up to you and goes, hey, how about a hundred? You want to, here's just a hundred dollars. I'm like, okay, wow, this is crazy. And then some random person comes up to you and goes, hey, I'm going to pay for your gas. Okay, let's go. <laughs> I'm all about it. And so, I, that's just what I feel like God's doing right. He's just laying those blessings on top of blessings right now, and I'm, I'm like, man, I just want to, I gotta reevaluate just everything. I'm like, I gotta just get on my knees and just be thankful for a little bit. This is this is just nuts because um, I just feel so undeserving sometimes. I know that y'all probably feel. I mean, as Christians, it's easy to feel so undeserving of the blessings of God because we don't deserve it. We don't deserve Jesus coming down and dying for us. We don't deserve all these things that he does for us. But when he does, it's just like, man, that unconditional love, that love with that does happen, has no conditions. You know, those people that, you know, conditional love, like I'll love you to an extent. I'll love you to this point. And then God's just, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to wrap my human brain around just the, just to, for me to fathom unconditional love. And then just God has all of that, and it's amazing. And it's just taking and reflecting, man, taking all that garbage that you are, and then him just mm, making making something useful out of it. Like the show How It's Made. I love that show, man. They just take garbage and mm, make something good. You know, they take some metal, make a screw, man, that screw is going to help put something together. It might, it might be the screw that holds a plane together, helps make it hold a wing. Next thing you know, you're, you're flying and you're helping, that little screw is helping fly in the air, but it was made out of some junk. That's what I mean. That's what I, I don't know if that illustration worked. I mean, that's a great illustration, uh, I think. 
you know, just how garbage that you feel as a human being and stuff and just where you were at. And all of a sudden you just get that Jesus in your life and he just transforms you, man, that sanctification. You're still not perfect, of course. You still got your flaws, but man, you're so much better than what you were. You're getting, you're getting used for Jesus. That's awesome. Like how it's made, taking that garbage. I love I love that show. I don't know what it is. It could be the simplest things. And I'm just captivated by what that's just... <laughs> it's just the monotone na- narrator. You got all this garbage that's going into the d- display. You got these people wearing safety glasses. They're transporting stuff from one place to another. They're, I'm like, man, that's how a skateboard's made? Oh, that's how a screwdriver's made? I love... I love how it's made. I love it. But being in a good environment, man, it really man, it really changes a lot and changes your whole perspective on things. Because being just taking the bus, taking the bus. I don't I just you see so many different characters on there, so many different people that are just um they're sad or whatnot, but there's also just some people that are just scary when you get on the bus, like, especially late night, they're giving you weird looks, and you're like, I'm, this is, I'm gonna die tonight, you know, I'm going to die, but also there is some little mini blessings that are in there, there's some little mini goodness in those little situations, because, I mean, I remember walking home one night, I was walking home, and then, um, I heard this angelic voice, you know, these angelic voices, I mean, it was a little off pitch, and you know, I didn't know what it was, but it was, um, it was about as angelic it was going to get in that neighborhood. And I was, went around the corner and popped out. And next thing you know, I just saw these uh, two uh, Hispanic gentlemen on top of the, on, on the balcony on their little porch. And they just had two Modellos in their hand and they were just singing uh, um, a thousand miles. And I miss you. But I'm walking. But it was, you know, it was a little bit more slurred. But they were thinking they were singing a thousand miles. That's what they were singing. Just two Hispanic guys late at night. It was like midnight, okay? Midnight. And they just were cranking up that music. They were just I walking back tonight. I I don't know. It made me in a good mood. It made me feel protected. I just knew those guys were singing karaoke in a bad neighborhood. Like, no one could do a robbery. No one's doing a robbery whenever there's two Hispanic guys just, you know. And that would scare anybody out. They're like, man, this is supposed to be a bad neighborhood. And there's just those two guys, acapella, just amazing voices. You know, I, they just, and then Journey turned on. I was like, they're singing Journey now? It was, it was beautiful. That's all I have to say about that. But old people, man, I love them. I love old people. Uh, they they teach you a lot. Uh, they share you a lot of wisdom. I love the fact of uh, being around them, and you know, you learn little tips and tricks from them that you wouldn't even like just socially that you can apply uh, even to your life to get out of things that you don't want to do. I love when old people compliment what you're doing. They, uh, it's all it's always like they're oh man. We have a young man in the house. We have a young man. They're just like complimenting you, make you feel so good about yourself, only when you realize that they're going to get you to do something. But you already feel so good about yourself, you're just going to go ahead and do it anyways because you're like, man, 
I just got paid in the form of just unlimited compliments. Oh, man, he looks so strong. He looks so buff. I know I'm not buff or strong at all, but the, the fact that they called me that, I'm like, okay, what do you want me to pick up? I'll pick up a car right now. Hey, can you go over there and pick up my Prius and put it in a different parking spot? Because I know how strong you are. I'm like, oh, I, I don't think I can do it, but I'll give him my best shot. Thank you for the compliment. Just, hey, Dawson, how's it going, strong man? Hey, I got some waters in the car. Can you, uh, can you go get those for me? Can you go take those out and um, uh, go get them? Oh, yeah, you, because you complimented me. So I think, I think that's what happens. You need to follow something up. Uh, you need to start out with a compliment and then ask for something. I think that's what we have it wrong. You, you, a lot of people just go out there and ask for something, and they never, you know, they they don't give anything to the conversation. They're just like, "Hey, man, what's up?" Hey, anyways, I need this, and you're not gonna want to do it. But if you start out like, "Dude, hold on, did you work out today?" I, I mean, I worked out a little bit, but nothing crazy. Oh well. You're looking good, man. You're looking really, really good. I just want—I just wanted to tell you that whatever you're doing, like keep on doing it because you are looking amazing, my man. By the way, I have rent coming up and I really need help with that. So, um, I'm gonna text you my cash app if you feel willing to do it. I, nine times—I I think that will work. Honestly, I really do. It would probably work on me if someone was just complimenting me up and then just asked me for something got a payment you know, <laughs> you know pull up pull up to mcdonald's with your friends there's that one friend that forgot his wallet but if you started out with a compliment maybe you would go down a little bit easier like oh man i i guys i just want to say how good looking each and every one of you are okay you know y'all have done so much for this friendship you know like i i appreciate everything you've done for me but i did forget my wallet I mean, he did compliment us, so McDonald's is on us tonight. So there, there's your tip from the older people of how you can get some stuff for free. Um, I'm trying to think of other things that I learned from the old people, the old old people wisdom. Uh, um, you can just walk away from a conversation. I realized that. I feel like a, a lot of young people, especially me, I feel like I'm trapped in a conversation that I don't want to be in. And when I, and when I feel trapped, I just have to stay there. And I can't just get out of it. But I guess when you get a lot older, you just have the confidence just to walk away when you just don't want to talk to that person. And I've noticed that a lot. And just we'll be in a conversation and be like, oh, hey, cool. Yeah, that's all. Where did someone? Oh, I don't know where you went. So you can just get up and walk away. Okay, cool. Because I don't want to sit there for an hour and talk about something I don't want to talk about. I love everybody, but man. Some people can go on and on and on and on. So I started doing it. and It feels awkward at first, I'll be honest, but it feels so good to be out of that conversation, you know, that you just don't want to be in, like when you're just talking. Um, and also I've noticed that when they have conversations on phones too, they just hang up. They don't say goodbye or whatever. It's like it's a done deal. It's done. They do it to their wives. They do it to their kids or whatever. Hey, okay, cool click just hang up the phone they cut the conversation down they don't talk about it it just they end it immediately they don't they're done with the foo-foo stuff they don't need to pamper pampering around and 
you know, all that fluff, all that extra stuff you feel like that you uh, need to be a part of and and have in your life. It just, I don't know. I'm I'm learning a lot. I'm learning a lot about conversational skills here. Uh, man, I'm trying. What else, man? Uh, just old old people. Um, they they I've been I've been learning a lot. I have, I have been learning a lot. Uh, it's just patience, 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 patience. Um, with a lot of things, and just I guess also just like life isn't what it seems. You know, like as a young person, you're like, oh, so like, oh, I gotta do this and achieve this, and I'm so well. What about this? What if life goes this way? And you know, I'm just you're just so consumed with the now and the future and how this is gonna work and try to puzzle piece it together. And I feel like being around older people just made me just prop my feet up and let God do what He's gonna do and be simpler. But like, I don't know. It's 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 kind of nice. Um. And not take so take things so crazy, but yeah, I I love being in the good environment. P- public transportation. Dude, I was walking the other night. Uh, I don't know if you pee in public or ever use the bathroom in public, but it's a different experience. I love using the bathroom in public. I don't know if it's just a South thing, uh, but whenever there's not a restroom around, there there's the Lord gave you uh, another amazing option just outside. And it's just boom, there you go. It's it's for us, and uh, I love it. I was walking, but the thing is, though, is moving to a city, you can't really do it much. Yeah, you, you know, everything's closed. Like uh, Memorial Day, everything was closed down a little bit earlier. So for Memorial Day, I was trying to. Uh, I was walking from bus stops. It was it was a little bit later at night, but it was around eight o'clock. Like I didn't think things would clo- start closing. All all the places were closing down. But it was Memorial Day. I was walking on the bus stop, and my bat- bladder felt like it was about to explode. And I realized I was in the city because if I was in Arkansas, I would have just pulled up anywhere. But in in Phoenix, I'm like, dude, am I gonna get a ticket for this? And I can't afford another ticket right now. And I'm I'm like, man, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do, but I had to go, so I risked it. I risked it and went into a parking lot, and it was uh, there was no lights around, and no bush. And then next thing you know, I'm just well, there was a bush, but it was just like one in the middle of the parking lot. That's another thing Phoenix lacks too is plants. And so when you want to go to the bathroom out in public, uh, you know you you have to. I mean, you're just full risking it in that area. So I found a parking lot that had a big huge bush, and I was like, okay, this is where it's gonna be at, and I uh I started uh started peeing and next thing you know behind me I just hear hey this is my favorite spot to pee to Who's that? Yeah, I was peeing in a homeless guy's home. That's where I was at. It was it was in his territory. He already marked it and then I went to go mark it and then um he was already there. So this homeless guy um he claimed it already, but I used it anyways. I felt a little weird because I was like, man, did I just pee on his property? Even though he doesn't own it, did I just, like, did I just pee on his property and his area? But he, he was cool with it. He was just like, hey, this is my favorite spot, too. I love it. Um, but I, uh, I'm kidding. I found Walmart. 
I know. I couldn't keep the fib going. Keep going line. I know comedians tell stories a lot and they you don't know if they're telling the truth or not. I wasn't telling the truth at all. I just find I would find it interesting if I did urinate in public and there happened to be a homeless person there. Um it would be a by mistake. I was like, I just can't do it. But there was a Walmart. Oh, the Holy Grail. And I went in there and did my business. Did my business. And uh but I love it. I love it, man. And uh, I don't know if I'm about to wrap this thing up, but it looks like they're still working. Look, I'm working too, but uh, they don't need me right now. So, <laughs> but I uh, no, I love it here, man. Uh, CCA, it's going good. It's really, really going good. And uh, we might as well r- round this thing up here real quick. Yeah, because I think they're about to get me going. Uh, and ask me to go out there in a minute. But uh, to wrap this thing up, I I want to wrap it up with, uh, you know, just something biblical. And I haven't been crazy in the Word because traveling and stuff, man, it, I feel like I've been going on a little mini tour. That's what I feel like. I mean, like it was, I went to went from Phoenix to Nashville. Nashville drove to Kentucky. Kentucky went to uh, here now in Indianapolis for the conference. And throughout this whole journey, and you know, I got to perform at a church and stuff, and it was super cool. You know, before I wrap this thing up, it was super cool because, you know, uh, sometimes I, you know, second guess myself and think, you know, God, if I am I really doing what you want me to do, even though I, I know I, you know, I know I am, and I'm just like, I'm just trying to make sure I'm doing it for Him and glorifying Him, and I'm trying to make sure like. My comedy, you know, they see Jesus, they see the light, and, uh, dude, I th- these kids came up to me, and they were in the audience, which I was surprised because this was this was a little bit of an older church. It's like staring into my future, and they, but these kids, uh, a group of kids, came up to me afterwards, and they were in high school, and they were talking to me like, hey, you know, that story about your dad passing and stuff, and you know that joke that you had about it, and. I just want to let you know my dad passed too. And it was just, in that moment, I was like, man, this is what it's about. This is what it's about. It's, you know, you want people to laugh and stuff, but it's also the fact of just relating. That's really what it is. Just to be, you know, have a, have something to relate to somebody with. And it's so awesome to have that experience. And uh, we just got to talk about it and how it affected us and stuff and, you know, leave with some encouragement. But yeah, this whole, this whole journey here right now and this, you know, going to CCA, hanging out with um, uh, these people, it's just, it's super, super cool, and I'm, I'm so thankful and grateful for it, so um, it, it, that's just where I'm at right now, and uh, I was reading uh, my devotional, and it led me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through uh, 18, and so I'm going to be reading from that to uh, end this thing off, um, but we do not want you to be uniformed, brothers, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as others do who have no hope. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so through Jesus, God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep. Uh, For this we declare to you by a word from the Lord, that we who are alive, who are left until the coming of the Lord, will not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from the heaven will descend from heaven with a cry of command, with the voice of an archangel, and with the sound of the trumpet of God. And the dead, uh, and 
and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then who are alive, who are left, will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, uh, and so we will always be with the Lord. Therefore, encourage one another with these words. And I apologize if I stuttered, butchered some words in there, uh, but hopefully y'all got the point. You know, the Lord's coming. The Lord's coming. And I think that's that's the big impact because there, there's a lot of things that are going on in the world today. Um, there's a lot of things that I'm like, well, am I going to get to do this? Am I going to get to do that? Uh, that things that cross my mind. Uh, and it's it was encouraging to hear those words because in the end, like, we all get to go to heaven. You know, all these, all Christians, like, let's go. Be excited. It doesn't matter, you know, what's... Uh, it doesn't matter what's going on right now. You know, it might seem very bad, but in the end, like, it's awesome. And God's good, and he's going to be showing us, uh, you know, in the you know, in the times of trouble and trials. He's always with us, but in the end, man, God, Jesus is going to come down one day. He's going to part those clouds. He's going to have a sword. He's going to be on a stallion. He's just going to, he's not coming back in peace, let's put it that way. He's he's not coming back in peace. I'm I'm ready for it, man. I'm ready for it, and I hope you're ready for it too. And uh, and people who, you know, that haven't found Christ yet, I'm praying for them. I, you know, it's it's tough. It's really really tough. And I want everybody to know Jesus and find Jesus and not depend on other things because I've been there. And so that really just spoke out to me because all my worries all my things that I have gone through and, you know, it's just those words right there, just knowing that one day all of this is going to be gone. Jesus is going to come back. We're all going to be in heaven and it's going to be super, super, super awesome. Um, well, actually before, uh, I end this day, I just, uh, I just thought of something else that of an older person what are, what are these old people have already taught me? They do a lot of air instruments. That's what I've realized. Older people love doing air instruments. I don't know if it was a popular thing of the past, uh, you know, in their bands, but I've just noticed a lot of them. Like we were listening to some good old old classics uh, when we were eating dinner at a, a guy's house uh, yesterday, just with all of the leaders of CCA, and it was really cool uh, getting to meet all of them and talk to them. Uh, but there were some just some good journey playing, some just good classics. And they were, t- and of course, I'm the young one at the table, so they were teaching me about all these uh, different bands and stuff. But when there was a good part of the song, you know, a solo, like a guitar solo, they would be strumming on their air guitars. They were just strumming on the air guitars, doing the air drums, and uh, they just picked their favorite instrument and rode with it. I mean, I saw. I mean, my thing is, I don't know. I know air guitar and air drums are the most important. Like you have to; those are incorporated already into there but are there any other instruments that you know there there was one where there was like a triangle and, and like you could hear it in the background like you hear like a little triangle you know going on and I was just thinking like no one's doing an air triangle in here no one's like tink 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 pretending to do an air triangle I think that would be you know are there odd instruments that you know, you could, do, you could do an air guitar, you got air drums, but what about an air triangle? You know, even, you know, you pull out the air harp, man, just the, man, the, a harp solo goes so hard sometimes. It's like, have you ever, like when I focus, 
Like when I'm reading, I love to listen to focus music with some fire crackling in the background. It's always a harp. It's all you have to go with the harp for your reading music. It's a harp, fire crackling sounds. You combine both of them. It's just I, I get hyper focused with this. So just I mean, I'm just sitting there sometimes and I just have to stop what I'm doing and reading and just hit the air harp because it's just so good in that moment. I'm just plucking the strings or pretending to pluck the strings like I'm there. I love uh, the the harp, uh, especially with reading music. I don't know what your favorite reading music is. If you don't listen to reading music, I, I have to be, I don't know. I, this is also a good, another good point. What, what do you do when you read? How do you like to read? Um, it, it's kind of awkward right now because I live in a one-bedroom apartment with uh, two other guys, so it's like finding privacy is tough. But when I had a desk, it's like I, I pull out the Bible. I have my Bible there. I have my notes to the side. I, I light the candle. I love it smelling good. Woodwick candles, amazing. Got the little crackling sound. You put the headphones in, and you got YouTube playing, and you have you know that that harp, just doing some. Oh, I love it. That, that's my perfect setup when I read, and I have to have the perfect setup. You know, I can live without it. I go to coffee shops and stuff, and. It's good, but it's just not the same. But yeah, I learned a lot about uh, older people. And then and when you tell, when you hear from an older person that uh, you haven't seen a movie that they've seen and they think this movie's really, really good, it is, you, you've won them. They, they want to show you that movie so bad. Their eyes glow up. They're like sweating all of a sudden. They're drooling a little bit like you haven't seen you haven't seen uh, this movie? What? You haven't seen? Uh, oh, like oh man, this is amazing. You haven't seen this? I'm trying to think of an old movie. <laughs> I'm I'm trying to think of the movie that I had a um, that I got to watch because they, they literally like I didn't have a gun pointed to my head but I felt like I you know I had like they were swinging something in the room because they were like oh you haven't seen this movie oh well sit down we're about to no no sit down right now because you're about to watch this movie with us in the living room I'm really trying to think of what that movie was called it was a good movie um it, I'm completely blanked but you know I'm going to have to fill in the blank dude what what I have to I have to look it up right now. I have to look it up because it's not going to go with this bit um old movies. I'm going to have to go old popular movies. I because I'm going to be so mad. Uh I I can't find it. I can't find it. I'm I'm so mad. It's fine. I'm just going to say Star Wars. You haven't seen Star Wars? You haven't seen Star Wars? The first Star Wars? I'm not talking about the new Star Wars. You haven't seen the first one? That's the thing, too, is is the remakes. I know that in my generation, it's just popular. Modern This modern day is just popular with making remakes of movies and trilogies that don't even need to be there. But they're like, you haven't seen the original Star Wars? No, sit right, go get in the living room. And they're flat, and they're they're doing their hands like this. And it's, there's no gun in their hand, but it feels like they're pointing a gun at me. Like you know, sit down. We're about to watch this movie. 
because you've never seen it before. It's the original. It's the best one. And the whole time you're watching the movie, they're like, hey, get, hey, they pause it. They make sure that you're watching it. They're like, hey, this is the best part. No, make sure no, you're paying attention. You got to let know this is the best part right here. No, get ready. It's the best. And then all of a sudden they unpause it and it's overhyped. The majority of the time, sometimes. Okay. Um, Smokey and the Bandit. That's what it was called. Smokey and the Bandit. I am so happy I got that out but out into the world before this podcast <laughs> episode ended. Smokey and the Bandit. That's the movie that I never watched before. And they made me sit and watch it. They were like, you never seen Smokey and the Bandit? Just sit down. And then like whenever the funny part ended, they would pause and they would say it. Like it's Smokey and the Bandit. Can I get a Dr. Pepper and a Diablo burger? Or no, they would, oh, sorry. Oh, no, if they listened to it, they would have gotten mad. They're probably going to ridicule me if they if they heard that. I got it backwards. Can I get a Diablo burger and a Dr. Pepper? They, they say that around each other. They say the phrase the whole rest of the time around each other, and it makes them laugh, and I'm just sitting there, wow, what is going on right now? And they're, for the whole, after the movie is done, they're like, can I get a Diablo burger and a Dr. Pepper? Hey, can I get some hush puppies? We don't have time for hush puppies. If you watch Smoking the Bandit, you would get that reference. And if you haven't, I'm going to force you to watch it. Because that's the only best way to watch that movie, I guess, is when you're forced to watch it and they're just staring at And it's with anybody in general. I don't. I know good movies, and if, they have, if people haven't seen it, I would love for them to watch it. But old people make the classics just, they're like, hey, you haven't, they'll force you. And they'll stare at you the whole time. And you better be giving it an all-star review because if you don't give it an all-star review, it's game over. They're like, you're you're just not. These these young people, these young people, back in my day, back in my day, this movie was a classic. And they just quote the movie the whole time. But I love old people, man. I love old people. Get that wisdom. That's what I'm saying, young people. Listen to old people. Listen to older people. You know, go to your church, find the oldest person there. Tell them, hey, give me all the information that I need to know to get on with my life. Tell me, what is it? What's the secret to life? Love Jesus. Okay, cool. Awesome. Check. What's the next one? You'll get some wisdom, I promise. Be, be that front row student when you see a seasoned human. Be that front row student. Don't be the back row. Be the front row with raise, all, raise your hands and ask all the questions. That's... And uh, honestly, I mean, that's some good advice right there. That, because, I mean, just coming to this conference and hanging around people that all do comedy, but they're all older. They've been doing it for a long time. They know what they're talking about. And they've seen some things. And it's really awesome to hear their stories and get their tips and tricks uh, of what, you know, what to do, what not to do. You know, because guess what? You won't make those same mistakes. That's really what it is. And so I love them, man. I love the older people. Love them. And um, I just want to end this thing uh, by saying thank you so much for listening to episode 66 of uh, Dawson's Crick. Uh, I love each and every one of y'all. Um, you know, praying for you. I don't, even, I don't even have to know your names, but, you know, I'm, I'm praying for you. Uh, I love, uh, and send me prayer requests. If you have something that you need prayers for, dude, we need to be in community. This is a big thing thing that's impacted me is making me understand of how important community is and how much that we need it and you know praying in community and you're not alone you're not alone 
that's what it is. You are not alone. You have, you're not the only person that's going through this thing. You're not the only person that has gone through it. You're not the, you know, we, we've all gone through our own things and we need to be in this thing, thing together. That's what that, that's what first Thessalonians chapter four is also about. Encourage one another, man. I, I'm so, such a big advocate on encourage one another. Also, if you are a young comedian that's, that, um, that loves the Lord and wants to come to CCA next year or is interested, please. I mean, I would love uh, to get some young people in here. We need, we need a, the next generation. That's what I'm learning all about. The next generation. What are we going to do for the next generation? How is CCA going to look for the next generation? Well, guess what? Um, I'll be an advocate for it. Let's get this thing going. Okay? I want, I want some young applicants. DM me. Message me. Uh, all my... Stuff is going to be linked in the bio. I changed my email to DawsonThomasComedy at gmail.com. Uh, you can email me uh, your you know, prayer request there, some stories. If you want to tell me a goofy story, a subject that you never heard on the podcast you want me to talk about, I don't know, man. Just I love having conversations with people. That's why I do this. I love to see that people are listening and they keep coming back. And uh, nothing's going to stop me from being consistent in this podcast. Uh, I just want to say, uh, once again, thank you for listening. Um, it's like subscribe. Um, that that's gonna mean so much and do so much for me. Uh, support um, the podcast, support my comedy, and uh, just glorifying God in it, man. You know, and whatever whatever you're doing, whatever God's putting on your heart, I'm hoping that you're glorifying God with it. And I'm praying for your strength because Satan's coming after you. Satan's coming after uh, anybody who is glorifying God with what they're doing, and. Um, and I'm I'm praying that he that's the big thing that I'm praying for that that we're we're all staying strong that you're staying strong, uh, and the gifts that God's given you and that you're just staying in the, staying in it and getting pumped up and being in that good environment. And I'm praying for a good environment. But I love each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all so much for listening uh, to uh, episode 66 of Dawson's Creek. I will be seeing y'all sometime next week, baby. Love y'all.